Hello, everyone, and welcome to Strictly Anime, a podcast for anime reviews and discussions. My name is Courtney. And I am Carl. This is episode 104, and we're discussing the worst rated anime on my anime list. There's probably going to be spoilers uh, throughout this episode for these really shitty anime, but that's okay. We need to talk about it in order to talk about what's going on with these shows. Yeah, because I'm sure all of you are clamoring to not hear spoilers about some of the best anime on the worst list. <laughs> some of the best anime on the worst list. That's that's an interesting way to describe it. Um, but yeah, we we basically wanted to dive into, I don't know, the, these shows that are at the bottom of the barrel on Mal and ask ourselves, what went wrong? What happened here? Why are these like just rating bombed to hell why are we seeing things in the the fours the threes and even the twos because i think it's um a topic that goes not untouched but not talked about often enough unless something like an x-arm comes out um which uh is is pretty recent for us but before we jump into all of that we do have a very important very special shout out for our newest patron kayla yes so Kayla has joined our Patreon family, and we are very grateful for for their support. I guess in contrast to today's episode, your support, Kayla, deserves a spot on our highest rated list. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so a very interesting episode for your shout out. We're going to be roasting a lot of really shitty anime, but hey, it's, it's great because your support allows us to make these types of things happen. And if you want to support the show and get access to things like our bonus episodes, our pre-show, our show schedules, um, submit questions for us to answer on the podcast, then head over to patreon.com slash the Strictly series. And also, in other news in our Strictly world, over at Strictly JoJo, we are in the throes of our Stone Ocean Part 2 review series. We just kicked that off, let's see, as of last week when this episode goes live. So we are right at the beginning. Um, we're diving deep into everything that's going on with Jolene and her Joe Bros. So if you are a the stone, prison posse, the prison posse. <laughs> so if you are a JoJo fan like us, head over to Strictly JoJo, and we're gonna have reviews for you every single week. We're moving from biweekly to weekly, just so that we can talk about all of Stone Ocean over the next twelve weeks. To prepare ourselves um, for these really shitty anime. I thought we could take a moment to talk about a really good anime from this season. Just kind of, you know, lifting our spirits a little bit, reminding us that good anime is out there and we can always go to it. Um, but there's one in particular that had some interesting news, and that is Isekai Ojisan, a.k.a. Uncle from Another World. We are really, really enjoying this show. Um, it's airing right now, but... and. Carly can probably speak a little bit more to it than I can. I think there's um, there's a recent announcement where Isekai Ojisan is going to be delayed indefinitely or to the end of the year because of something that's kind of blocking production. Yes. So Isekai Ojisan right now is, it's not simulcast on Netflix, but new episodes have been coming out um, a couple weeks after they've released in Japan. Uh, I know that... Earlier in its run, I think its fifth episode had been delayed by a couple weeks because um, some staff members had become infected with COVID, and so that put a halt on, on production. But I think recently they also announced that 
following the release of episode seven, uh, they would put production on an indefinite delay because of more staff infections. Um, but I believe they are more staff infections. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> like more, not staff infection. <laughs> like, like uh, more of the like, staff being impacted. Yes. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, so I think what the plan is that they will resume airing the anime in Japan, but starting from episode one during the fall season, and then after that they will pick up episode. Eight through, I think there's twelve total. Um, yeah, it says here that the the newest episode would premiere in Japan on November twenty fourth. So there's there's a ways to wait until the re, the resumption. Is that a word? Until so. until <laughs> isekai until isekai Ojisan resumes its story. So it's basically turning. It's going from a summer anime to a fall anime if they're re-airing everything. Yeah, basically. So our Mal, at least for that show, is going to be on hold. <laughs> I'm so bummed because of the shows this season, there's a lot of good ones, but Isekai Oji-san is one of the standouts for new anime. Um, like we talked a little bit before about Lycoris Recoil being really, really good, very unexpected. Um, I'm really enjoying Classroom of the Elite. I jumped on that train late um, basically when the second season got announced but it's it's turning out to be a really good second season um but yeah i think isekai ojisan is one of the the top anime that i gravitate toward this this season i just i really enjoy it i love the humor and sometimes comedy anime just don't always hit because they kind of stick to one formula and it never changes. I feel like Isekai Ojisan knows what it is and it, it knows what it's making fun of and it finds unique tropes um, about Isekai anime to make fun of. So yeah, it's still sticking to that formula of poking fun of and being a parody of an Isekai, but it finds different parts of Isekai to tap into and to basically commentate around um, in very funny and unique ways and i'm like yeah like it's, it's great like the first episode right you see the the nephew um takafumi walking across the street and there comes truck coon about to hit him and then it just misses him entirely i'm like what a great way to start the show and kind of set the groundwork for what this is all about yeah i wouldn't say it explores something that's kind of left unsaid in isekai which i know i haven't watched a, a fair share of them but just like what happens when a character returns from an isekai to the real world. And, you know, like taking that first episode again, you have the uncle trying to conjure up a spell, but it's not working properly because he wants to show his nephew that he really did come from an isekai until eventually like it, it does work. And then the nephew, I think Takafumi is his name. Like he sees the magic working in real life. And from there, it's like every episode kind of it's the uncle showing Takafumi. And later on, um, what's her name? Fujimiya. Yeah. Who's a, a childhood friend of Takafumi, like showing them all the kind of stuff and antics he was getting into in that, that isekai world. And yeah, it, it, a lot of it is like him kind of going against the tropes of what you'd expect a hero of isekai to do. Um, one in particular is that he's sort of ignoring the advances of two characters that are kind of infatuated with him in that other world, uh, which, yeah, it, it plays up to like very comedic effect. And I'm also surprised that there's so many references to 
Sega in this anime. I don't know if like Sega just is is also producing this anime with them. That's allowing them to use or like to to say the names of their consoles or some of the games that came out. In the recent episode we watched, they had a picture of Sonic the Hedgehog. So, <laughs> but, but not a full picture of it. They kind of yeah. like danced around it. <laughs> yeah, but it, that's that's also cool because again, with us uh, as millennials, we knew about those franchises. We knew about Sega. Uh, you know, and, and the failed Dreamcast console, which they haven't uh, touched upon yet in this, but I'm eager to see what they, if they ever do, uh, just bringing that sort of nostalgic light into it, and just watching the uncle like catch up to things in the real world too, like like the wonders of Amazon shipping. I think is one of them, <laughs> or of YouTube. <laughs> oh yeah, YouTube plays a big part. I think it's tough because the episode they left off on um, is. It was a really good episode for uh, those of you like myself who, you know, ship certain characters or, or really get into um, romance, even if romance is not the core focus of an anime. Uh, so it's going to be painful to wait until November to see what happens next. But either way, um, it's a great show. We highly recommend it. I think it's going to be worth the wait for its return later this year. Um, and yeah, just wanted to talk positives before we dive into a bunch of negatives plus bringing this back to jojo a lot of jojo fans will appreciate that the voice actor for the uncle is takehito koyasu who is very well known as the voice of dio so and he does a great job yes it's, it's just very interesting just hearing dio's voice being used for someone who is far from an evil character. He's very goofy at times, very dense at times. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's it's a different type of voice acting from what he does for Dio, but it's it's cool to hear. All right, so on to the worst rated anime on my anime list. For those who aren't familiar with my anime list, I think most people are. Um, of all of the anime like community based review sites, um, and I don't even know, would you call it like a an anime list builder, essentially, right? Like, mm-hmm. Annulus is another one. And my anime list, or better known as Mal, um, is the top one, I would say. Yeah, I would say it's kind of like the Rotten Tomatoes of anime, except my anime list, you can actually track the progress of, of a show you're watching. It's like a database as well. There's there's tons of information um, related to, to all the different anime and, and manga as well. But anyway, um, that is what my anime list is all about. Um, and we decided to pull the five worst rated anime on Mal. But for a little bit of clarity, um, there's certainly things that are worst rated and the things that we're going to be talking about. But what we decided to do was only choose TV anime. So anime that actually aired on TV in Japan, because you've got OVAs, you've got specials, you've got movies, you even have ONA. Um, but I think we wanted to stay kind of traditional around this and like what should actually made it on TV, right? What, what did people um, spend their time watching as it was airing? What did, you know, these these channels have to air and like have sponsorship around, you know, for this absolute crap that somehow made it on TV? So this is just TV anime. We haven't fully watched any of these, but we've watched enough clips to get a good sense of kind of what we're dealing with. We, we got enough of a taste. Like in the words of Dio, I've seen enough. I'm satisfied. Yes. <laughs> So we'll go through um, all of these. Um, we'll share some of the high-level details and then just kind of dive into 
what our our findings are through our research. I do want to ask um, at the end of all of this if there are any of these anime that we would take the time to watch. So keep that in mind as we talk through these. So going in reverse order with the number five worst rated TV anime on Mal, we have Hanoka, which is a 12 episode anime that aired in 2006. Um, it was by Studio Rams, who have done nothing else but Hanoka. It was like a Hanoka, the main anime, and then a recap that they put out. Well, actually, um, I dug a little bit more into uh, the studios. It's Studio Rams and Fanworks. I think it was a collaboration between both studios. Oh, I see. And yeah. interestingly, Fanworks went on to produce Agretzko on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Which... Right now, it's sitting in the sevens on Mal, so a lot better than the rating for Hanukkah, which I believe is at a 3.34 on Mal. Yeah, I'm looking at Fanworks um, stuff right now, and they have a very unique, uh, I don't know, like a, a unique conglomerate of animation styles. So I'm not surprised they were involved with uh, this interesting work, Hanukkah. But yes, as you mentioned, um, it is at a MAL score of 3.34, with only 4,500 members on MAL having apparently seen this one. Um, I'll go through the synopsis really quick so that everyone has an idea of what the show is about. And it says here, Years ago, extraterrestrials known as the citizens of the stars descended upon the planet of Tokinea and wreaked havoc on humanity. To fight back against them, the military developed the Majin Project to create hybrids between humans and the citizens of the stars. With this combination of genes, they helped to exploit both the subservience of man and the powers of the alien. Majin number seven, a young girl kept under lock and key in a military base, is released after the citizens of the stars launch an attack. Despite possessing a plethora of abilities capable of effortlessly eliminating the enemy, she is burdened with with doubt on the battlefield. However, when a boy named Yuri tells her she must fight to earn her freedom, Majin number seven is inspired by his courage and defeats the remaining citizens of the stars. The two decide to embark on a journey together determined to find their calling in a time when humanity knows no peace. So that sounds great, but why is it such shit? Why is it at a 3.34? I would say first off, uh, apparently, this anime was created entirely in Adobe Flash. And I watched a few clips of this and doing so made me feel like I'm watching an old school Newgrounds animation because why wouldn't it feel like that? I feel every Newgrounds animation back in the day was created in Flash. And Flash is so obsolete now, they they stopped making it, right? Isn't it um, discontinued? Yeah. Um... Kind of like with, with Internet Explorer, all those things from our childhood are slowly dying away. But things that, I mean, like Flash Video was uh, was something more appreciated than Internet Explorer. But um, yeah, I guess with them wanting to go in the format of Flash, like I want to understand what the logic and the reasoning was for them to use this as the format. Like I know Flash Video, the initial release, was 2003 and this anime or what's f4v flash video flv uh, came out 2007 14 years ago oh my um and hanukkah came out what 2008 
Uh, or no, 2006. Okay. So uh, maybe they thought, like the studio thought, you know, Flash animation was going to be a revolutionary way to animate in the future. And I know there are there were a couple shows around that same time that used a similar format. I think uh, Capo Mikey, which I watched on Nicktoons. That's a Flash animation? I'm pretty sure they used Flash to animate that. But it looked a lot cleaner than what I saw from the clips of Hanukkah. I like I'm looking at clips again and I, I wish that everyone could see my face. Like the first time I watched uh clips of Hanukkah, I, I just my jaw dropped. My face the entire time was absolutely appalled. I was just sitting there like, Ew, what is this? Even right now I'm looking at it and I'm like, Oh my god, this looks so bad. Um, but it does look like something very amateur out of Newgrounds. And that's not to slander amateur you know, animators on Newgrounds, right? Like the, you would that's, expect more from a like an anime studio, exactly one that aired on TV. Especially if there are other success, successful ones like Kappa Mikey. I just, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they they got really um, adventurous here, and, and to your point, thought, well, Flash is becoming a big thing. There's a lot of you know amateur animations out there. We can do something really cool in that same program. But hell no, hell no. There's a lot of Newgrounds animations that are far better than what I'm seeing right now. And I feel like like this is a series that was probably like a, I wouldn't call it like pioneers. It's kind of like when you have video game consoles and like the first couple games that come out for it, they look like absolute crap, right? Like I remember when PS3 came out, a lot of the games still had graphics that looked like they were on the PS2. And then eventually they, they evolve into something that looks a little more clean or, or realistic. So I feel like Hanukkah kind of fell in that category of the the early flash video animations that just did not look that great. You know how you usually have people on Mal who will troll an anime? Okay, I don't want to discount anyone's, you know, one rating, one star rating on Mal, um, but sometimes people just really dislike a show even if it's popular and they'll give you'll see a a group of people who have given it like a 1 or a 2 out of 10. Um, I'm looking at the stats here for Hanukkah and there's 66 people who gave it a 10 out of 10. And I'm like, is that mm. legitimate or is that a troll? I'm pretty sure those are, are trolls. <laughs> They've got to be because there are some reviews on here as well that say like, fantastic. I definitely recommend this. And then you kind of read further and you're like, yeah, this is sarcastic as hell. <laughs> I do think another issue in reading some reviews and some um, some articles about this anime is that there it, it does nothing else to redeem itself like yeah the the animation is atrocious they did not do a good job even with adobe flash um, but to add insult to injury they also just went a very generic route with the story a lot of people have said that the characters seem to be highly stereotypical and never deviate from those stereotypes so there's little to no uniqueness to them so it just kind of makes it even more difficult to watch because visually it's assaulting on the eyes and then having to like process what's happening is difficult because there's nothing about this show that stands out other than how terrible it actually is yeah, i was just gonna say re or listening to your synopsis of of the story nothing really stands out from it like i feel like you're probably describing any other mecha or sci-fi anime which is kind of the same argument that i use for orient uh which i don't think it's deserving of like being one of the worst anime out there um more so that it's it's mid but yeah if, if 
animation alone isn't enough to keep you invested. Like you would think the story of something would would keep you going, which is not the case with Orient. I'm just watching it because I think it's like a mid-tier trash show. But Hanukkah, not, again, nothing stands out about it animation-wise or story-wise. Well, it stands out about it in a good way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think uh, I think the entire show, all 12 episodes, are on YouTube. Actually, I think for all of these, except for maybe the the worst rated one, um, they're all available on YouTube in some way, shape, or form. And I'm like, well, YouTube doesn't even care to take these down. They're so terrible. They're just like, fuck it, we'll <laughs> leave it up. Like at least it'll have a chance to be watched if it's on YouTube. Yeah, which you know, for our our uh, Gen Zers out there, they can appreciate how how we had to watch yeah. anime <laughs> back in the day, <laughs> like like clips on YouTube, even though these. Like the clips here are the episodes themselves. Like one episode would be in six parts, but you'd have some like Chad who took the time to separate them into the six parts and get them up on YouTube with the subtitles and everything just so that we could see what was going on. Right. Props to those guys. But yes, <laughs> it did also give me that feeling of nostalgia seeing like Hanukkah complete series episodes one through 12 as a playlist on YouTube. I'm like, man, I haven't watched an anime on YouTube in such a long time. And I decided to sort of round out our discussion of each of these heralded terrible anime. I would pull out uh, certain quotes from some of the mal-reviews I saw for each of these shows and <laughs> kind of just give a lighthearted spin on why people would want to watch such trashy things. Um, so a couple that I pulled out for Hanukkah, this was actually from a quote-unquote 10 star review for uh for Matt or for Hanukkah it says I can't believe one would be able to use Microsoft Paint so masterfully and then create an anime with it can you imagine an anime created in paint <laughs> holy shit honestly it might even look just as good as Hanukkah I've seen a couple of YouTube videos where the animation is done entirely in Microsoft Paint and it looks clean it's just so there it can be done it can be done it just wasn't in this case uh, another another review I saw had this um, this kind of scathing critique which says I was laughing my ass off during the intro because it looks like something my nine-year-old sister would make please send help and eye bleach because it is terrible really <laughs> Yeah, I agree with that person. That's how I felt. I'm like somebody very young in their animation career created this, but not the case. It was a team of people, a team of people using Adobe Flash and still came out with this abomination. Let's jump over to the next one. So this is the number four worst rated anime, TV anime on Mal. And that is Poopa. Is that how you say it? Poopa? No, <laughs> I think what they're trying to say is pupa. Pu oh, wait, like I'm the reading the katakana, piupa. pupa. Yeah, you know, like th that, that stage <laughs> of life for insects, which I remember we- What? You know, oh. pupa, like pupa and then larva or whatever. I'm, I'm not a biologist, but <laughs> so when when you- Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> we, when we were doing our, our, our notes together before the podcast, I remember you're saying, uh, you're reading out all of the, the anime, I mean, and then you came to- I said, oh, poopa. <laughs> and I had to take a second. I was like, I don't think that's how this is pronounced. Why did you 
tell me sooner. No, because I wanted to call you out on the podcast. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't remember. Stupid you. <laughs> okay, reading the katakana. Yes, I see it says pupa, but I didn't. I don't know. I don't remember pupa really? from you stages remember. of an insect. I hate bugs. <laughs> you remember that in science class? No, <laughs> I didn't like biology. I like well, you physics the, and chemistry. You remember the mitochondria? I'm sure is the is thing. the powerhouse yeah. of the cell. But, but pupa, because you know, fuck, I, I'm going with pupa. Okay, it sounds like poop. Which I guess, that, that kind of makes more sense because I think this anime is centered around like a, a virus or some sort. You know what? God damn it. <laughs> All right, well, whether it's pupa or maybe poopa, either way, it's poopy. Poopa the pig. <laughs> poopa pig. Yeah, just on a tangent here. Oh, my okay. God. Well, again, it's it's a poopy anime, um, which has 12 episodes, premiered in 2014, and was created or produced by... Okay, wait. It was from Studio Dean which is a pretty well-known studio because they worked on such works as Konosuba, um, oh. Fate, Sakamoto. Urusei Yatsura I'm seeing here too. Oh, shit, yeah. And I, I think they also worked on... Hang on, hang on, hang on. Wait, Rama one half? They also worked on Seven Deadly Sins. So that was an abomination, I think, what season two was. So maybe there's a bit of a connection here. But yes, they, they've worked on a lot of notable stuff. And so they're a well-known studio. And it was produced by, what's the production company? Earthstar Entertainment. Um, I'm looking here to see if I recognize any of this stuff. And I do not. So I don't know what the hell happened here. Because, I mean, Studio Dean, again, is like a pretty solid studio. Um, but, uh, it's not so much the animation that was the issue here as it was something else. Um, before I get into that any further, um, again, it had 12 episodes on Mallet has 177,000 members who watch this, which is a, a pretty sizable group for these worst rated anime. Um, and it landed at a score of 3.30. So just a couple notches under Hanukkah. And to uh, cover the synopsis here, it says, Abandoned by their abusive parents with only each other to depend on, siblings Utsutsu and Yume find themselves led astray by beautiful red butterflies that have appeared in their world. Unbeknownst to them, these crimson-winged heralds trumpet the beginning of a cannibalistic nightmare. The mysterious virus known as... As what? Pupa <laughs> is about to hatch. After succumbing to the full effects of pupa... Yume undergoes a grotesque metamorphosis into a monstrous creature with an insatiable desire for flesh. Utsutsu, on the other hand, is only partially affected, gaining remarkable regener regener regenerative, regenerative powers. Thank you. Instead, reaffirming the resolve to keep the promise he made to himself years ago, whatever the fuck that is, Utsutsu is willing to sacrifice everything in order to always be there for his precious little sister. Pupa tells the story of a loving brother's desperate struggles to save his sister while protecting the world from her uncontrollable hunger. This has, first off, a very interesting cast. You've got Maria Issei playing the brother. That's pretty big. Oh, no, we're not, uh, it says you're playing the, the younger version of the brother. Oh, I hate when Mal does that. But when yeah, they have the like, wrong person is like the main voice. Mm, but yeah, Maria Issei, she is a big... Uh, Big name in VA. You even got Kenjiro Suda, your boy, playing some guy oh, named Hotoki. Yeah, her 
uh, associate of Maria's and her older brother. Who's Maria? Oh, well, yeah, it's a side character at some points, I think. There's some other notable names on here as well, but those two, I think, stick out to me the most. Um, but yeah, the first question I had around this anime was, is it a CISCON? I can't tell. I don't know if it's supposed to be, but every like image and clip I see of like the brother looking at and, and interacting with his sister, it gives off CISCON vibes. I, I don't know. Maybe that's just me reading into it. Maybe it's just the way they portray their relationship. But either way, I'm like, is that supposed to be a CISCON? Mm, yeah. I'm looking at a couple images. Well, oh, my, I, I just saw a cosplay that <laughs> these what characters. What the fuck? <laughs> it it kind of goes too far. But uh, like just from the premise alone, I just thought, I didn't think CISCON immediately. It's just like a brother that wants to be protective of his sister which i just realized it sounds like i am describing a siscon, a siscon. But, you know, it says like they re- i was reading more about the stories that these the siblings um they were they came from an abusive family so they only have each other so there's that sort of protective layer to it uh, and i you know i thought the premise was interesting um i did as a, well when i first read yeah. it i was like a brother sacrificing his regenerative flesh so that like his cannibalistic monster sister can survive i'm Mm -hmm. like okay i mean we've seen plenty of grotesque body horror anime um and and those have all gotten like decent rating like there's some that are notable in a in a good way but what about this is so bad that it sets apart like this this horror anime from the rest and in doing some research it seems like it was more around major production issues that like may or may not have caused the anime to only be a few minutes per episode the source material is a like a sizable manga i think it has 34 chapters if i remember correctly so enough to to warrant a 12 episode anime but i guess like with production issues whatever those were because the team was pretty silent about everything leading up to this anime and it was delayed a number of times um only being a few minutes per episode i mean that leaves no time to have a like a fully fleshed out no no pun intended story uh no time to like character build or relationship build and really like no time for horror or suspense like how are you supposed to have a psychological horror anime when it it only occurs a few minutes per episode it just kind of straight up turns into gore porn because that's all you have time for yeah and i know that i'm looking at mail because it also has um the scores for or like keeps a database for a manga as well i don't think the manga fared any better um the rating right now is at a 5.94 but i was also reading that there was some considerable hype around the show prior to its release because of its premise with psychological horror or body horror but i don't think they delivered in the end because yeah you just have these four minute episodes that like you you can't really develop a plot from that or keep yourself invested invested if it's just these short vignettes rather than a complete whole story i'm sure you can watch it from beginning to end and and get the the full context but depending on like when this was released week after week like there's not much you can draw from that i know and we went the same thing when we watched um dead deji meets girl Mm -hmm. which i thought was great the animation was so cute it had a lot of promise it had a really interesting premise and i was like i would love 
a full-blown 12-episode animated series with, you know, those 12 episodes being 23 to 25 minutes. Um, I think in this case, there was the initial promise, perhaps, of a full-blown 12-episode anime, and it just didn't come to fruition. And someone, again, put the entire 12-episode series uncensored on YouTube, and I believe the total amount of time for those 12 episodes is like 37 minutes. So that's that whole episode. Yeah. <laughs> so that tells you how rushed everything must have been. And I was jumping around again to just try and get like a taste of what this anime was about. And I jumped right to a part where the sister is like mounting her brother on a bed while eating his oh. stomach. And he looked like very happy and almost turned on in that like few second clip that I watched, which is kind of what led me to think like, is this a siscon? Is there something else going on here? But if they have no time to even build the relationship in the anime, that that question probably goes unanswered. Well, I'm looking at the plot on Wikipedia kind of expands upon it because the brother has these regenerative, I can't say it now, regenerative <laughs> powers. Uh, it says, in order for the virus to be suppressed in Yume, Utsutsu must take a drug and have Yume feed on his flesh. So I think he is purposely getting eaten by his sister to kind of keep her alive, which, yeah, very noble thing to do. But seeing that episode over episode, I think that can kind of get tiring. Like, I, I think what they, they were trying to do with this story-wise is kind of Almost like uh, similar to something you'd see out of The Last of Us or The Walking Dead, but just more of a creepy Siskon vibe. I guess it could be a Siskon now that I think about it. Well, I mentioned that on YouTube, the uh, 12 episodes that are on there are uncensored. But apparently I was also uh, reading that there were some really weird censorship choices for this anime when it was premiering on TV. Like it was really bad where it was super inconsistent and also just overly censored for an anime that is supposed to be gore porn, essentially. Um, like someone said that they censored a knife, but then they wouldn't censor a gun. Just like very strange hmm. choices. And again, like that doesn't make sense for a story where the premise is built on the gore and the body horror. Why would you censor it? I don't know if that's, that's a, a legal thing that they have to do it for TV animation. Um, but at least there's an uncensored version out there for anyone who wants to see it. That reminds me of our, one of our friends shared a photo of where they, they censored a knee on something. Oh, yeah, there's like a, a manga app that's been over-censoring shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the one clip that I saw from the show, I think it was from either the first or the second episode, is when this virus is starting to infect things and creatures. There's a dog that just, it looks like it just spontaneously combusts. No! Because Aww. it was infected by by the pupa. Uh, by the poopa yeah it's, it's not <laughs> i don't think it was as gory as i thought even though like the the title of the video says pupa episodes one to two gore but it wasn't as gory as as the like standard of gore that we see now in anime and just tv in general yeah i got that sense too i feel like compared to some of the stuff you see in like made in abyss for example yeah. um some of this gore is more just like a lot of blood and a lot of gory moments versus like actual grotesque imagery mm -hmm. um so yeah i don't know maybe they dropped the ball on that as well and to pull from some of the great mal reviews for pupa 
Um, I have one that says, I'm convinced that everyone involved with this production simply hated mankind. Oh my God. <laughs> Another says, it's a perfect example of ruining a good idea, <laughs> which, yeah, we were kind of discussing. Another review says, the whole script can be written in two words, onichan and delicious. See, uh, a siscon. <laughs> yeah, okay, I can see it now. And the last one, which had a, c- a couple things to say, but I thought these were brilliant. Uh, it says, how do you produce an anime when all you've got is 99 cents and a rapidly declining animation business? Well, Studio Dean can answer this question with their latest anime, Pupa. This anime production can easily be reproduced by a preschooler blasting explosive diarrhea all over an empty sketchbook. Oh, the fuck? The sight of this anime makes me want to descend deep into Earth's mantle and disintegrate into millions, possibly trillions of pieces. I am beyond the realm of disappointment. Jesus died for your sins, and this is how you repay him? By making shitty anime? Shame (laughs) on you, Studio Dean. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Reminds you of, uh, was it Happy Gilmore? When that one guy had that, or not Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, I think was the movie with Adam Sandler. At the end of the movie, like someone said, what you just said, and he was describing how much of a disappointment the answer was. Do you remember this? I didn't watch that movie. Oh, okay. I think it's a it's a classic quote from the movie. Um, but <laughs> reading that was, it reminded me of that scene. I was like, what What you have just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Like, that, that was the first <laughs> what, part of that quote. What you have produced is one of the yeah. most insanely <laughs> terrible things we have ever yes. watched. <laughs> Props to this mal-reviewer. At number three uh, of the top five worst, of the bottom five worst uh, rated anime on Mal, we have Vampire Holmes, which, um, as you can assume by the title, is about Sherlock Holmes, but I guess maybe he's a vampire. Um, this has 12 episodes. It came out in 2015. It is from Studio... Okay, you made fun of me for saying Poopa. How do I say the studio name? Studio Kukuri? Not like Kukuri. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking of like... How the Japanese would pronounce these. Kukuri. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but maybe it's kukuri, like a couple of cucks, a couple of cuckoos. <laughs> what? <laughs> but anyway, the studio has two works, one being Vampire Homes, the other one being Nekomo Ona- Ondake. I don't know what this is, but it looks cute. And then who's the um, production company? Also kukuri, just, just kukuri. What have they worked on? Um, just three things, and they all apparently are terrible. One of them being, again, Vampire Homes. Um, there are 19,000 members on Mal who watched this, and it clocked in at a score of 3.29, so just a hair worse than the last two anime we spoke about. And the synopsis reads, The great detective Holmes does not solve mysteries or use deductive reasoning. He does, however, haunt vampires. Already, what the fuck? That's not the story of Sherlock Holmes. But anyway, using three-minute episodes, Vampire Holmes retells the story of the great Holmes and his assistant. What begins as an ordinary detective agency takes a turn for the occult when the Metropolitan Police of London secretly hire Holmes and Hudson to investigate vampires. Or at least that's what Holmes would tell anyone who asks. In reality, he and Hudson spend most of their time sitting around and arguing. 
sitting around arguing and falling, failing Failing. to solve any cases. Joined by the not-so-black demon cat Kita and their terrifying rent-hungry landlady, this is the story of the man who was most definitely not London's greatest detective. Uh, So already, they're drastically deviating from the Sherlock Holmes that most people know. Well, I just wanted to clarify that it isn't actually Sherlock Holmes that's being depicted in this anime. It's Vampire Holmes? No, I don't know. But the protagonist just happens to have the same last name as as one of history's greatest fictional detectives. Ah, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, because the... His assistant is also not Watson. It's Hudson. <laughs> I just figured that was some other dude, maybe. <laughs> no, I think like it, it's obviously evoking the great Sherlock Holmes and, and Watson, but it's uh, Holmes and Hudson. Uh, this is supposed to be a comedy, by the yes. way. Um, so I, I get where they're trying to go with the, the synopsis. But I think the, the first red flag here is that this is based off a mobile game, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no idea what fucking mobile game this is or how a comedy plays into a mobile game. Um, but again, someone uploaded this show on YouTube. So I watched the first 47 seconds of the first episode and can confirm that the CG is janky as fuck. Yes, this is a fully CG anime. Actually, maybe not even fully CG, but for the majority of it, it's CG. Uh, The humor is so tryhard and extremely campy, Mm -hmm. and nothing about this looks redeemable. And within the short span um, that I watched, which again was 47 seconds, uh, they made Holmes look just like completely idiotic and incompetent, which I guess is kind of the point because it's not the real Sherlock Holmes. But to my, I'm just kind of thinking like, what is this about then if you're trying to like tell a story essentially, um, but the character is fully incompetent. Like again, I, I kind of see what they're trying to go for through the setup of this relationship of Holmes and Hudson and um, the the funny situation they got themselves in in the first 47 seconds. But I could not see myself sitting down and like stomaching this type of humor. I mean, knowing that the story was adapted from a a smartphone game. You can just imagine the quality of the plot and, you know, the premise being a detective who does not explain mysteries and does not use reasoning skills. Yeah, that that can set up for great comedy, but I also just watched a clip of 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 Vampire Homes and I didn't think any of it was really that great. And like I, again, I want to understand the purpose of why this was released. Like, was this a popular? Oh, I guess it was a popular smartphone game, and I don't know if this was meant to sort of promote the game to other people who haven't who hadn't downloaded it. But like, I want to say it, it kind of backfired in their face. So this would this would probably deter me from wanting to play the game. It's kind of similar to like like Tactop, which we watched the uh, Tactop Destiny, and I think that was meant to be a a promotion of an upcoming mobile game, which I don't know if it has if it's released yet. Uh, which Tactop was 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 great because it was animated by Mappa, but the story really fell flat in the end. And that just like knowing that, like I would be deterred from wanting to play play the game itself. Yeah, I was wondering the same thing. Like, what was the purpose of creating this like short, shitty piece of work? Um, 
and yeah, if, if the, the game was already popular, was it popular because it got so much buzz with this terrible anime and people were curious about the game or was it already a popular game and for some reason they tried to capitalize on that popularity by creating a short um, animated series? Either way, it's garbage. <laughs> it's really bad. Um, and I just, I don't know, like the humor just seems like it's made for somebody who doesn't appreciate good humor like just will laugh at <laughs> like, anything because it was toilet humor it was well hey toilet humor has some promise okay? okay crap humor my favorite kind of humor is toilet humor this is just like try hard really bad kind of kind of humor and so to pull from some of the mail reviews for vampire homes one says this isn't the so bad it's good kind of title this is the so bad please end my life kind oh of nonsense <laughs> another reviewer uh, a lot of these mal-reviews, like, people will do specific categories and rate it out of 10, like, story out of 10 or uh, characters out of 10. One rated the art style, but they put cardboard out of 10. Cardboard out of 10. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, another reviewer said, this was a work of art except for the art. <laughs> the last uh, review quote I pulled Watch this if you want more self-esteem in your own animation skills. Now we're at the number two worst rated anime, TV anime on Mal. And that is Lady Spo, which I think is a shortened uh, title for Lady Sports. Mm -hmm. This one is, again, 12 episodes. It aired in 2018, so a bit, um, a bit newer than some of the last ones. It was created by uh, Studio Brio Animation, and this is the only thing that they have um, listed as Lady Spo. Animation is is questionable. That is here. a generous way of describing it. Um, producers, there's like three producers on here. Dax Production. Oh, they worked on Sword Art, Erased, um, Death Parade. So they've got a lot of shit on here. Orange. Um, who Sakamoto. Else? Sakamoto, um, what's the next one? Quatre Stella. They only have Nyanko days besides Lady Spo. And then who's the last one? RME, which is just Lady Spo. I don't know what all of this means. I'm not as deep into the production side of things. Um, but either way, uh, maybe Brio Animation imploded after <laughs> this this uh, questionable piece of animation. Um, it has 3,918 members on Mal, so a pretty low group of people have, a uh, pretty small group of people have watched it. But it does clock in at a score of 3.17. The synopsis is incredibly short, which is appropriate because this doesn't have much to offer. Um, it says, a science fiction comedy where various pro sports bounty hunters fight each other in sporting events. The story centers on Adigeti, Korupi, and Sabina, three women in a team who participate in various sports. It's, it's essentially a show about intergalactic sports, um, but also has a lot of etchy elements. And again, um, someone has put several episodes on YouTube. I don't think it's all of them, but I saw like episodes one through five was on there. Um, so I took a peek just to understand what the fuck is happening here. And apparently nothing is happening here because again, there is no animation. Everything is just still images with voice, voice acting over it. So it's more akin to like a picture drama than anything. Or like a, a visual novel. Yeah, like because... You have, um, there are talking heads. It's almost yeah. like watching yeah, a video game too. But yeah, I would 
I would highly contest that you consider this anime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I know we gave The Way of the House Husband shit for its lackluster animation, but at least there was more movement and more uh, quote-unquote animation than this shit. This is, again, straight up like a PowerPoint slideshow. And I know we use that same term to describe Way of the House Husband, but again, Way of the House hus Husband had far more to offer than Lady Spo. And uh, what I assume is the first episode that I, I watched, and again, I didn't watch the whole thing. I probably watched the first like 50 seconds of it. They introduced the characters by showing them all on the toilet with their pants around their ankles. And as someone who loves toilet humor, you'd think this would kind of capture my attention, but not at all. Like one of them was even introduced by explaining she's got stomach pains, maybe like diarrhea, or maybe she's on her period or something. But I'm like, what does this have anything to do with anything? And then they introduced the <laughs> third chick by saying she's standing outside of the bathrooms, waiting for these other two chicks to finish shitting so that she can go to the bathroom. And then she even like addresses the narrator saying, why are you introducing me by saying I'm waiting to go to the bathroom? Well, what kind of fucking introduction is this and i'm like good question i have the same question what is this i also think just the fact that they focus so much on these ladies using the toilet that says a lot about like, <laughs> what, what kind of humor this show's trying to portray maybe those scenes could have been funnier if they were actually you know animated and you, you can see that character really breaking the fourth wall and talking to the screen but i don't like th that kind of humor is, is not not for me i guess I, I don't understand them because it, it's not listed as an ecchi on Mal. The genres are action, comedy, sci-fi. Um, but in reading a lot of these reviews, it's like very over-sexualized, very like ecchi type of humor um, and moments in the show. I would know. I didn't watch past like the first 50 seconds. But it's it, a lot of people are saying it's more of an ecchi than it is an actual sports anime. But again, I question as I did with uh, Vampire Homes, although this is, I guess, more of a significant question. You mentioned like uh, Way of the House Husband, even though that had pretty shitty animation that was based on a manga that a lot of people adored. And Vampire Homes, Tacked Up, those are media franchises that had like a, a tie-in with a, a mobile game. With Lady Spo, what's the appeal because it's not based on a manga, it's an original work. <laughs> There's no mobile game that it's deriving from. And it, this one too has like the, the th three to four minute episodes. Who? What is this appealing to? Like, who is this appealing to? What is this for? Why did, we <laughs> yeah. have, why did this even come into existence? Yeah, you're right. There's no source here listed. So yeah, it must be an original. Yeah, source original. Um, like, who... Who thought of this idea and then who who gave it the funding and the, the approval to, to come to fruition? <laughs> they just drop these five episodes and that's it, right? Like, the, the, I don't think there's any merchandising for these girls. Let's hope not. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like, this dropped in 2018 and then they left. <laughs> they just wanted to bring this upon the world yeah like i don't i don't know what the goal was here i don't think anyone will ever know it will remain a mystery and that's fine because this is uh hot garbage and to round out with a couple of uh segments from mail reviews one says lady sports is an anime about these oh wait let me take that back Lady Sports is a PowerPoint slideshow about these intergalactic sports girls with insane sex appeal. Another review says, There's a story somewhere about the making of Lady Spo. There has to be. 
some key staff member had a nervous breakdown, or all funding was cut and they were forced to air the thing anyway. Just some reason why this was allowed to exist and air as is. That's kind of... I do want to know that reason. (laughs) I know. I feel like with these terrible anime, I'm more interested in what went wrong. Like, what the fuck happened here versus actually watching the terrible end result. Like, I I just want to know so badly, like, what the fuck went on here? It's kind of like all the drama that came out when uh, The Promised Neverland Season 2 was airing. Mm -hmm. We were all like, what the fuck is happening? I just want to know, like, what broke down in the system here? What went wrong? (laughs) (laughs) And the last quote I pulled from a mail review says, The best thing about this anime is that the episodes are only four minutes long, so the suffering ends much faster. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) And we are moving on to the number one worst rated tv anime on mal which uh i think uh, many people are familiar with if you're mm-hmm. ingrained enough in uh anime culture and that is x arm x arm which aired very recently oh in 2021 with yet again 12 episodes um this came from studio visual fight which visual. I'm pretty sure, ha- oh sorry, Visual Flight, Flight yeah. um, which I'm pretty sure has nothing else besides Exxon, which we'll talk about um, in a little bit. They took a Visual Flight away yeah. from this. <laughs> There's a whole plethora of producers on this, and I mean a lot. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven producers uh, tied to this work. I'm not going to read through all of them. Uh, there are 75,000-ish members that saw this, uh, according to Mal, um, or any male people that, that saw this, and it clocked in at um, the most atrocious TV anime score of 2.91. So it's in a league of its own. It is the only <laughs> TV anime as of today on male that is in the twos. All right, the synopsis. This one's a bit of a longer one, um, but I'll read through it because uh, if you're like us, you haven't actually seen the show and we don't really know what it's about. After being hit by a truck in the year 2014, holy shit, is this an isekai? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, I think further on, it says that it's it's not. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, Akira Natsume awakes to find himself inside a machine following a 16-year-long coma. Okay. So, yeah, not an isekai. I just needed to wait five more <laughs> seconds and read the rest of this. Um, as he adjusts to the new interface, he is greeted by police officer Minami Uezono and her android partner, Alma. The pair shows Akira that his brain is contained inside a device called an X-Arm, a weapon of mass destruction. Aboard an enemy smuggler ship, the three must escape using nothing but their ingenuity and combat skills. While initially reluctant to fight, Akira soon recalls his brother's words from before the accident. The memory inspires him to take action, possessing Alma's body. Is right? Is that Alma? Mm-hmm. Alma's body to fight his opponents using martial arts. Once Alma plugs him into one of the ship's ports, he discovers the devastating potential of his X-arm by effortlessly hacking and assuming control of the vessel. Upon safely arriving back on land, Akira meets the members of the X-Arm Countermeasure Prevention Team, a police division working to mitigate the effects of X-Arms. Witnessing the atrocities committed by those who seek the power of X-Arms, he resolves to join the team and put an end to the terror caused by these weapons. This sounds like a a grander anime than this could ever be. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, on paper, this sounds great. On paper, <laughs> to kind of <laughs> paraphrase a, a Simpsons quote. Um, so yeah, I w- I would say like 
hearing this, it's it's great a great concept. It's just terrible execution. And I know this was touted as a Crunchyroll original, which makes me think like how in the hell Crunchyroll looked at this and thought, oh yeah, we should license this. <laughs> well, I heard, and again, this is just a rumor, but I heard that Crunchyroll had so much backlash after that first trailer released that they were hesitant to keep promoting it. They just kind of went quiet mm. about it, and then it Not released. Surprised. And then people were like, what the fuck is this? And I, I did a little bit of research, and I believe the director for the anime, or for this series is Yoshikatsu Kimura, and this is his first time working on an anime. Yeah, I actually pulled um, a quick description of the situation because, again, we want to know, like, what the fuck happened here? Um, there was a review on Mal by somebody named Irrelevant Guy who, again, had, like, a brief um, recap of the production issues. And it says, apparently the director of the anime, Yoshikatsu Kimura, is a live-action filmmaker who has never worked in anime before. Prior to being the director of X-Arm, he had no experience with animation at all. So this show was basically doomed right from the beginning. Even more ludicrous, however, is that Kimura apparently refused to work with people who are actually experienced in anime and decided to retain his previous team who didn't have any experience with working in anime either. In addition, he spent most of his budget hiring stuntmen just to shoot most motion capture and thus had very little money left to do everything else. And it shows. It shows. <laughs> I think the it's most atrocious. Yeah, the most atrocious piece of this. And, and don't get me wrong. There are some bad elements in every aspect of this, an, this anime um, from what I understand. But the worst comes from the animation. There are some scenes where there are 3D characters and 2D characters in the same scene interacting with each other like they couldn't pick a lane was it a production issue where they just needed to save money on one of the characters or did they genuinely think blending 3d and 2d characters in scenes together would make sense yeah i remember i think giguk uh had a video about the anime that were coming out during this season uh i can't remember when x-arm came out was it i think winter uh winter 2021 uh, yes, it says winter twenty twenty one. Yeah, January through March, and yeah, I was just surprised. Like he pulled out the scene where it's a two D character that's talking to a CGI character, and again, I, I go back to <laughs> like the the production of this anime. Someone looked at this and said, "Yeah, let's roll with it." <laughs> I know. I don't want to know who that person is um, and if they still have work in the animation industry. And this is a, an aside, but again, I'm surprised that uh, X-Arm is the most recent anime to get so far down the list to be number one. Like it beat out things that were on this list for, for years, but like just the backlash was so severe that it just catapulted it to this this very heralded place in the list of worst anime. <laughs> uh, I'm just surprised, like, CGI-wise, you have a show like MTV's Spider-Man. I don't know if anyone remembers this show. I feel like I'm the only person who watched this show back in 2003. Did you ever watch it? I did, but just a few episodes. Like, I like for a, a show that came out in 2003, it looked miles better than the things I watched from X-Arm. And I watched the original trailer for this and it's just interspersed with all of these like CGI elements. Everything 
moves so stilted like and that's i'm surprised because you mentioned that the the director pulled in a motion capture team to to do the the action effects or combat with this but nothing about it seemed engross engrossing on a level where i was like in shock and awe of what i was seeing on screen yeah, I, I agree that the animation is ridiculously stilted at times. There are some extremely tacky transitions and effects, like awkward zoom-ins and zoom-outs and like spiraling frames. And overall, it looks like a show that was put together by high schoolers for a school project because everything is just so amateur and tacky. And I wonder if this director, who again is a live-action filmmaker, has any successful live-action films or if he was also unsuccessful on the live-action side and then just brought that poor talent over to the animation side. But I think objectively, to your your point, like with Spider-Man, for example, or really any CG um, you know, an- animation, you can objectively, whether you're a talented individual in the space or just a casual viewer, you can objectively say whether or not something is good, right? Like mm-hmm. you, you can watch a Disney Pixar movie and say, shit, this is really good, no matter what level of talent or knowledge you have around that space. So here it's like you're in you're in the filmmaking industry. Um, you must have some level of understanding and, and talent right. around what is good and what is bad, more so than a casual like myself. But yet you're sitting here producing this thing, basically saying this is this is good enough for TV. I think the most egregious thing is that the trailer at the very end of it, where it, it lists all the credits, like there was a tagline that said, this anime is declaring war on all sci-fi anime. What? <laughs> it's a very powerful statement. And one YouTube comment on that trailer said, I need this confidence in my life. <laughs> like, like, again, yeah, comparing this to everything that you've seen in CJ anima- animation, to your point, what makes you think you can produce this confident of a statement like it, it blows my mind unless like the director was just like kind of like manipulating himself to believe like, gaslighting himself to believe that that this was the anime to end all anime it, yeah it's either got to be that or they were just like fuck it we're going all in on the promotion just in a in an attempt to hopefully get people to watch it and maybe they'll they'll be so enthralled that they won't even notice how terrible it is oh people but, watched it yeah and people noticed <laughs> how bad it was so yeah it is the number one worst rated tv anime on mal i think justifiably so and uh, yeah, it's it's a recent one, but it's already gone down in history. And it will definitely live on in history through the mal reviews for this. And I pulled out uh, quite a bunch for X Arm. Uh, first saying the first one says Yoshikatsu Kimura, a live action filmmaker, stated that his upcoming show X Arm would give audiences something never before seen in anime. Yeah, we've never we've certainly never seen a travesty like this before. <laughs> Uh, second, uh, another review says, I'm not an alcoholic, but watching this series has convinced me to never watch it sober again. <laughs> another review writes, this is the anime equivalent of a car crash, and I have adored seeing the increasing casualties of the last 12 weeks. It's utter dog shit, and I hate it and love it simultaneously. Uh, another review writes, poetry in motion, and then the motion stops, and then the character is 50 frames from where they were initially, <laughs> and, then, and then the motion starts again. Flawless integration of 2D and 3D character models, truly beyond human comprehension. <laughs> uh, 
And the last review quote that I pulled, and I think this sums it up greatly. This was a failure in every single aspect, and we are all poorer because of it. Even people who never watch this show have suffered from it simply because of the fact that it exists. <laughs> like ourselves, honestly. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. Like, male reviewers are great. Props to yeah. them. <laughs> um, and by the way, if uh, you venture over to our Patreon, we do have a goal. Yes. And that goal says if we, uh, if we reach that goal, if we reach that milestone, we will force ourselves to watch and review X-Arm on Strictly Anime. So if you're interested in that, if you're interested in getting us, um, you know, eventually to that goal, head over to patreon.com slash strictly series. And hopefully someday in the future, or maybe not hopefully from our point of view, uh, we can have a review of X-Arm on Strictly Anime. All right, so those were the five worst-rated TV anime on Mal, but we do have some honorable mentions, two in particular, because, surprisingly, um, looking at the worst-rated Mal, uh, if you scroll down far enough, we do have two on this list that we have actually watched. So we talked about five anime that we haven't seen. I think it's appropriate for us to at least share some insight from ones that we have seen. So I can talk about the first one. And again, it's nice to be able to talk about these things from experience because we we experienced partial um, part or, or all of them. Um, so the first one I have on here is Shoot, Goal to the Future, which I believe as of today clocks in at the 41st worst rated TV anime on Mal, but it is still airing, I think. So that rating could get worse. Um, <sighs> it has, I'm pulling it up here. It has 13 episodes. Um, again, it is currently airing, so it is part of the summer 2022 season. Um, it is uh, it's a partnership between two studios, Magic Bus. Let's see, who do they, uh, what anime do they have on here? So Magic Bus has quite a number of anime, and they all look like hentai. Oh, Oh, wait, Beautiful. and they did something around Legends of the Galactic Heroes. But why am I, God, there's so much, like, I don't know if it's hentai or if it's, like, borderline hentai, but, yeah, there's a lot of... Uh... Oh, they did Realist Hero, which oh, I watched. Oh, did they? Yeah. But still, the majority of this is hentai. <laughs> Look at shit. What the oh, fuck? Oh, fuck, yeah. What the hell? <laughs> um, so, yeah, anyway, that's uh, that's their genre, I guess. And then EMT Squared is the other studio, and they have... I don't even know. I don't know any of these. Do you recognize anything here from EMT Squared? Um, no. I mean, they look like things that are familiar, but yeah, nothing that's but not familiar enough. Out. Yeah. Yeah, it's like some smaller works, maybe. Um, but at least they have stuff other than shoot goal to the future. Um, and it has ten thousand members as of today on Mal. And is clocking in at a 4.82. So it is in the fours, which you don't see too often. Um, the synopsis here says, Atsushi Kamiya is a former captain at Kakegawa High School and the world-renowned courageous captain for the famous Italian soccer team. Hideto Tsuji is a student at the same school who seems uninterested in the now-weakened soccer team. Their meeting is the start of a new legend that's it it's a really short synopsis and that's probably all it deserves 
But to run through my experience with this anime, um, truthfully, I did drop it after two episodes because I simply could not bring myself to watch more. And I originally wanted to watch this solely because Yuichiro Umehara, my favorite BA, um, was cast as one of the main characters. He's the, the coach for the team. And I had a feeling it wasn't going to be good, but I, I planned to finish it anyway because I wanted to support Umehara. But holy shit, again, it was so bad. I had to drop it after two episodes. I simply could not do it. And in the first episode alone, it's clear the entire cast is made up of Sundere guys, which for me is fucking great because that's my favorite character type. But they're extremely angry, like even beyond what I'm able to stomach, like especially the main character. Everyone is so angry all of the time that I don't know how they get anything done. And also in the first episode, they have several moments of flashbacks to things that literally happened minutes earlier in the same episode. To me, that's already a major red flag that they're trying to fill time with a bunch of flashbacks. Um, and then they introduce the, the main character's childhood friend, who must have absorbed all of everyone else's happiness, <laughs> leaving them to be super angry individuals because this childhood friend is so fucking annoying with how childish and happy-go-lucky he is. Um, he's extremely clingy and kind of gives off like gay energy around the main character. So a lot of people were asking if this was supposed to be a boy's love, which is totally fine if it is a boy's love, but basically it shows that this anime has an identity crisis because no one could tell if there was supposed to be more to this story other than a soccer anime. But yeah, it, it, I think it definitely deserves the uh, 4.82 that it currently has. And we'll see if that score continues to go down as the last few weeks um, pan out here for summer 2022. But either way, I tried. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Umehara. I tried to watch your anime, but it was just so bad. I could not do it anymore. Gomenasai. <laughs> uh, I think we talked about this briefly during the summer first impressions is that this is actually like a sort of sequel to an anime that came out in the 90s called blue legend shoot yes and i know that fared a little bit better the score on mouse says 7.4 but i'm um, this one too it makes me wonder what compelled like the studios to want to come out with a sequel like is this is this story popular amongst like the the japanese demographic uh, I, I certainly haven't heard of it, like compared to other sports anime, like um, Slam Dunk, Kuroko's Basketball, things things of that nature. But like, why, why, uh, why shoot? Why shoot? <laughs> I don't know, but I do say one cool aspect of, or one cool decision, animation choice, I guess you could say, uh, from the show is that anytime there was a flashback of what had happened in the original anime. It's like back to like the old soccer team. They used the same art style from that time period. So it was kind of cool to see a blend of animation styles signaling when something happened many, many years ago versus like what's happening now. But that was probably the only redeemable quality. Mm -hmm. And the other honorable mention goes to number 46 on the worst rated uh, anime on Mal, TV anime on Mal, and that is My Sister, My Writer. And we know all about this, and we did watch everything, um, including the OVAs. I watched the OVAs. I don't know if you watched the OVAs. I did. 
Oh, you did? Okay. Um, so we know Unfortunately. all Unfortunately. <laughs> we know all about this anime because we had the pleasure of watching this when we joined our friends Matt and Audrey on Otaku Melancholy to review this. It was um, quite an experience. So thank you, Matt and Audrey, for introducing us to this uh, this interesting SISCON. So yes, it is a SISCON. And the reason it's so notorious is because it has probably some of the worst 2D animation I've ever seen in an anime. Like people literally just kind of gave up at a certain point. Yeah, I remember we had screenshots that we took of my sister, my writer, and a lot of it was just like the eyes. Something about the eyes did not seem like either they were too far apart or they were like off center. It was just a, a beautiful travesty to look at. Yeah. And sorry, jumping in here really quick, I realize I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm like so excited to talk about how shitty this anime is. Um, so it has 10 episodes. Um, it aired in 2018. It was from Studio, Studio Nas and Magia Draglier. So Nas is, uh, I, they did Sabikui Bisco, um, which is interesting. They also did Hajimete no Gao, which I think is... My first girlfriend is a gal. Um, I think that's an etchy anime. Um, and then I don't really recognize anything else. And Lucifer then... and the Biscuit Hammer. Oh, did they really? Mm -hmm. Barf. That was really bad. Um, and then Magia Draglier, Draglier just worked on this pretty much. And then like one other thing. So yeah, there were some major issues here. Um, it has one... 120,000 members on Mal and clocks in at a 4.87. Do you want to read the synopsis for this one? Sure. Thank you for that honor. So the <laughs> synopsis for My Sister, My Writer says, Aspiring light novel author Yu Nagami regularly enters writing competitions but has yet to win a single one. Despite his recurring failures, he remains steadfast in his resolve to become a better writer. When he takes a look at the list of winning authors in the latest contest he joined, he notices that someone named Chikai Toano dominated the competition. He soon discovers that behind the pen name is his sister Suzuka, the last person he can imagine being an author. Suzuka cannot reveal to anyone that she is Chikai Toano and requests her brother to take her place. Yu agrees with one condition. He will continue posing as Chikai Toano for his sister until he publishes his own book. Until that happens, Yu uses his new identity as an opportunity as an opportunity to improve his writing skills and meet fellow authors and new acquaintances along the way. This synopsis leaves out very, very significant details about this anime. It doesn't even <laughs> reference that it's a CISCON. Wait, what the fuck? Right. <laughs> and it's written by Mal Rewrite. I don't know if that's a, a team at Mal who just tries to, you know, synopsize things as accurately as they can but either way they're far from the point <laughs> they're tricking any new viewer because they're mm -hmm. not going to realize that it is a syscon um but yeah i feel like it's a badge of honor as a weeb to say you watch something as notorious as this uh because syscon uh, pieces aside yeah the animation was just terrible i think there were some major production issues where there was basically like no direction and no money if i remember correctly so people were just doing this out of you know the the kindness of their heart to finish something that they had already started which is very noble it's very good but i also feel like it's maybe at a certain point you should just cancel the project 
Um, but that's the reason the animation is so fucking horrible is because mm. they weren't getting paid to do this, but they just wanted to commit and see it through. So they're like, well, we're going to do the best that we can, but it's not going to look very fucking good. I will say the OVAs looked far better than the actual 10 episode main anime, but that's probably because the OVAs were like straight up etchy. They were like, let's go all in on the OVAs because we can at least make like, you know, naked girls and shit. And I think one thing we pointed out during our time on Otaku Melancholy's podcast episode about this is that even in the credits, there was a cry for help for, yeah. <laughs> like to, for someone to like help animate this and just see this through to the end, which, yeah, like that just adds to the notoriety of this series and why it holds a, a special place, I guess, in the anime community's hearts. But yeah, like... Watching this, even though it is a bad badge of honor watching this, it doesn't leave you feeling any better about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was quite an experience. Um, so if Although you... the OP was, was great. Yeah. Like secret love story, I think. <laughs> Which I think it's on our Spotify, right? Yes. The choo-choo, I love you. That was choo-choo. the only good quality about this show. Uh, but if you're interested in hearing all of our thoughts and a full review of this anime, then head over to Otaku Melancholy um, and search the episode that we were on for My Sister, My Writer. All right, so let's revisit the question I posed at the beginning of the episode. Would you watch any of the anime we talked about, um, you know, the, the top five worst rated TV anime, um, just to say that you watch them, just for the experience, just for that badge of honor? Would you do it? Yes. I think for that reason. You know, <laughs> Which one? Which one would you watch? I would say a lot of them are actually easy watches because they're only four-minute episodes. And as we mentioned, you can find them on YouTube in, in compilations. And so it's not like I have to commit a whole day to watching these. Um, like Pupa, I would probably watch. <laughs> not Pupa? <laughs> <laughs> not Pupa. Pupa, I would watch. Um Again, just because it's an interesting premise, but I want to also see like where the where it turns into trash, which I think is just immediately as you watch it. Um, I think X Arm is probably the one series that stands out on this list as a a proper anime series. I think you know to be well versed in also like anime, good and bad, like X Arm is one obligation that we would have to have, have to make. But of course that comes at a price with our <laughs> our podcast series or our podcast so uh if if we get enough like patrons that really want us to to watch this travesty I, i'd be down to uh what about you I, I would say if i had to pick one of these to watch maybe it's it's pupa pupa whatever <laughs> um because that one's probably the closest to a standard anime of the ones on the list um the animation is at least i believe all 2d or mostly 2d um it it tries to achieve a cohesive story because it does have a source a a manga that it pulls from um and yeah i guess it would be a quick watch if the entire run of the 12 episodes is only 37 minutes so i would say that one would feel at least the most satisfying to watch of all of them um and maybe one where i would cringe a little less than the others but at the same time, it is body horror, so maybe I would still cringe a decent amount. 
Well, if we decide to watch any of these, we will report back to you guys and let you know our full thoughts, having experienced um, these terrible, terrible anime. And if any of you guys have seen the worst rated anime on Mal, um, whether it's these these five worst or any of the movies or the OVAs or anything that has a terrible, terrible score, please reach out to us. Let us know what you thought because I'm always interested to hear what the experience is actually like and maybe it'll spark my interest enough to give it a try. And you know what? This is this is a weird statement, but I think in a way we should be thankful that there are these terrible anime out there in the world because it really a make it really makes you appreciate the great anime that we have been exposed to that we hold dear to our hearts, right? I completely agree. Yeah, you you can't have great anime without experiencing bad anime so that you can kind of get a full sense of like what makes a good anime and what makes a bad anime. Um, I think it's important, especially in our roles, you know, reviewing anime to have a sense of like what is a bad anime and why is it bad? Um, so I think it's it's a good uh, a good practice for us to watch some some shitty anime, which again, we've done with my sister, my writer. I tried to with Shoot Goal to the Future. There's been plenty of others in the last several seasons where they just really sucked, um, but we did watch them. So yeah, it's, it's good to experience these things. Um, and again, you can at least say that you did it. And then you can make fun of it with the rest of the community. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you guys for listening. As always, we appreciate you guys. You guys are the best. Um, and I hope you enjoyed this lovely uh, roast that we had here. Subscribe to Strictly Anime on your favorite podcast service. Join our Discord to chat with us and to tell us all about some shitty anime. Follow us on Instagram at The Strictly Series, on Twitter at Strictly Series, and check out our website, thestrictlyseries.com. If you'd like to support the show and get us to uh, a point where we have to review X arm on this podcast head over to patreon.com slash to strictly series and tune into strictly jojo our other podcast dedicated to jojo's bizarre adventure all links are in the description thank you so much for listening and as always stay safe stay healthy stay weeb